This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 18-inch. On this episode, we celebrate the end of the Strings Attached tour with conductor Eric Roth. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch you don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. I'm so sad, Ethan. The Strings Attached tour is over. I know. It's so sad. It uh, officially ended after 67 days Sunday night in Little Rock, Arkansas. And I'm still getting Google alerts for uh, <laughs> ticket pricing to Little Rock. I was thinking about it. <laughs> Yeah, what a tour. I mean, I am so happy for just all the experiences that we got and all the shows we got to see. We got to see 18 shows each this tour, Ethan. So amazing. And we, we got some crossover, but there were some different shows in the 18 each, uh, which is so exciting. And, and uh, when we first started the podcast, you said, hey, we should do reviews because you have always done reviews uh, whenever you see a Weird Al show, and that was something new to me. So for each of our 18 shows, even the crossovers, even the ones that we weren't together on, there is a review. And those are our Strings Attached bonus episodes, Centimeters, and we are slowly putting them up. But uh, as of this recording, there are, what, 16 of them out there? Yeah, and we have a total of, believe it or not, 27 Centimeter episodes. How did that just happen to happen? <laughs> totally pure coincidence we should record another one so it's 28 <laughs> <laughs> hey did you hear that our friend allison parsons called into the 347 spatula hotline from the indianapolis concert and she left us this voicemail holy crap he did jurassic uparku and tom lennon sang yoda how cool jurassic Park and tom lennon on the same show Thanks for calling in, Allison. That was a great heads up. I wish we could have been there. Yeah, I guess uh, if there was one show we could have gone to, it would have been Indianapolis. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. Well, we both did see uh, Tom Lennon, of course, at the ceremony for the Weird Al star in Hollywood. Uh, but we were both also, a couple years ago, at a mandatory fun show in Las Vegas where Tom Lennon sang Yoda. So kind of got a preview of that, but it's always fun to see a celebrity guest sing it. Yeah, I've seen Tom Lennon sing Yoda, and I've seen Lynn manuel Miranda sing Yoda. And I did, too. I was at both of those shows. <laughs> <laughs> I always wonder if he's going to bring out another celebrity right. to ever sing Yoda. Every single time, it's like, is he going to pull somebody out? Is he going to pull somebody out? Or is he going to go to the guy in the front row? Right. Now you sing it. <laughs> it's funny because um, uh, a show that Al has guested on, uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, I saw that show in New York City this past summer. And they had a special guest come out and sing a song, and it was Lin-Manuel Miranda. So I'm thinking, <laughs> oh. every time I go to Radio City to see a comedy music show, Lin-Manuel is going to pop up. So it's two for two so far. Uh, so we'll have to see. <laughs> well, I do go every once in a while to a Radio City Music Hall to see the Rockettes. So if I see Lin-Manuel Miranda up there <laughs> kicking with the Rockettes, I'll let you know. Yes, please do. Please do. <laughs> Oh man, but I'm gonna miss I'm gonna miss going on tour. I mean, it was so fun getting to hang out with you and Jackie and all of our our friends and all of our listeners that we got to meet. It was such a fun summer. 
of Al. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm gonna miss the music. I'm gonna miss the whole touring lifestyle I've adopted this summer. You know, I'm gonna miss Al. I'm gonna miss everyone in the band. I'm gonna miss the Al's gals. I'm gonna miss Eric. I'm gonna miss JW, Marnie, and Melissa. Everyone in the crew that we met, and many of them we met for the first time. Yeah, and of course, I'm gonna miss seeing the orchestra. I don't know if we'll ever get another orchestra tour i mean uh when we talked to different folks they said hey you know this was a once in a lifetime thing and it very well could be i mean there's no guarantees we could see another strings attached tour but as, as far as we know there's nothing planned right and we know that al is taking 2020 off right so the the rumor is that 2021 is when we'll get our next weird al tour so i mean what are we gonna do all next year all 2020 oh we're gonna make podcast episodes hmm, okay <laughs> oh did you see the picture that uh al posted at the end of the tour uh with everyone in their pajamas yeah i i mean i recognized a lot of the people in that photo of course because we we made cool t-shirts for for everyone in the crew and i don't know if you spotted a little easter egg in the top right corner of that photo i did i did jw had on our official Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast t-shirt. I was so thrilled to see that. So thank you, JW, for wearing our special shirt. And it's, I mean, such a classic photo. And it's such an important photo because everyone saw it. Weird Al shared it. Everyone in the band shared it. All the, you know, everyone I saw who was on that tour was sharing it. So we did get a couple of our listeners ask us where they can get a t-shirt. And if you are interested in getting a t-shirt, please let us know. You can email frank at 2000inch.com or hit us up on our social media at 2000inch and uh, let us know you're interested. It's best just to send us a direct message and then we'll know <laughs> that you're interested. Or email Frank. Frank is, uh, you know, he's the one in charge. He controls what everybody sees. So um, <laughs> <laughs> you can always send it to him. But uh, of course, the people who already have shirts, those are our folks who donated when we had our Indiegogo campaign um, as well as a couple close and personal friends. So the uh, the next round of shirts, we'd love to get it out there. So let us know. We'll get you on the list. Yeah, get your pre-orders in. We definitely want to uh, get out another batch of shirts. And they are such cool shirts. I mean, I have been wearing mine all the time, and it's just it's so cool to have our logo on a shirt. <laughs> I know the technology has been out there for years, but it still amazes me <laughs> seeing my name on a shirt. <laughs> So other big news, they just came out with this new series called Scooby-Doo and Guess Who, where they have a different celebrity guest on each episode. And the one and only Weird Al Yankovic was on the most recent episode. Oh, I thought you were going to ask me to guess who. Oh, well, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) if I'm talking about it on this podcast, you know, it's not... (laughs) It's not a great question to ask. (laughs) Um, But so uh, that is now streaming on Boomerang Tunes. And I believe it's like a a streaming service. So you got to sign up for it. Um, I can't wait to sign up and check that out. I heard it's really good. I used to watch Scooby-Doo when I was a little kid all the time. So I'm really excited to see Al on there. Yeah, I saw uh, (laughs) I saw like a little clip of it online and it was really silly. Uh, So I can't wait to see the whole episode. So, collector alert, Dave, DementedPunk.com, which is, of course, the uh, the website slash company that put out Dr. Demento's Covered in Punk album and all sorts of paraphernalia and t-shirts and cool stuff. They are putting out a brand new reissue of Barnes & Barnes' Vu Baha album. 
Yes, on three different color vinyls, neon purple, classic black, and neon magenta. And the neon purple is limited to 150, and the classic black is limited to 100. I think it's so cool that the you know the plain black disc is the super <laughs> rare one because it's it, it's, right. <laughs> it's never the case, you know. <laughs> it's almost demented that that happened yes. that way. <laughs> so of course I had to order them all, and uh, I can't wait. Um, they are they look really cool just by the pictures online, so I can't wait to actually receive them and um, and check them out. And uh, Al of course plays uh, accordion on Gumby Jaws Lament on that. Yes, yes. Big news in Minnesota, Twine Ball, of course, uh, for the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota, made by one man, uh, which we all know because of a certain Weird Al song. Um, Al had a a show right near there, and they celebrated by unveiling, they renamed the street Weird Alley. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) So, Dave, I know you and I, we have not been to the Twine Ball yet. This is now yet another reason we need to get out to Darwin, Minnesota and check out the Twine Ball and, you know, take a picture of the Weird Alley sign. It's, uh, I'm too excited. I need to do it. We need to do it now. Let's just quit our jobs. (laughs) Right now? (laughs) Sure. All right, let's go. Pack up the car. It'll only take three whole days and nights, so. uh... (laughs) We did. We did fool around and we did uh, try to plan out a trip where we could drive there in exactly 2,000 miles. Yes. And we came pretty close. Yeah. I mean, if, if people are interested in that, maybe we'll actually do it. Wouldn't it be so cool if we rented like a, a bus and, <laughs> you know, you and I just sit up front and we just record episodes the whole ride and then we just stop at different locations from the Twine Ball song. I think that'd be so much fun. Stop for more pickled wieners now and then? Of course. Of course. <laughs> All right. I'll bring the Spider-Man comics. Okay. All right. I'll bring Mama's rhubarb pie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so lots of news in Weird Al land uh, this, these past couple weeks. So uh, glad to finally catch everyone up. So, Dave, of course, we started off the Strings Attached Tour on episode 5 Inch with our interview with the orchestrator of many of the songs on the tour, Scott O'Neill. And, of course, he also was the conductor for the Red Rock show in Denver. Yeah, we thought it was only fitting to end the tour with the main conductor from this tour, the man who's traveled with the band from city to city and conducted over 50 shows, often with a different orchestra every city, Mr. Eric Roth. And Eric, of course, split the conducting duties with his father, Arnie Roth, but he is the main conductor. He did the most number of shows, and I actually never saw a show without either him or Scott, which is kind of funny. Um, (laughs) But after the concert in Pittsburgh on July 7th, we met up with Eric. We found a spot somewhere backstage, and we talked to them about how the tour was going. We are here with Eric Roth from AWR, and he is the conductor for at least 50 of the shows on Weird Al's Strings Attached Tour. How's it going, Eric? It's great. (laughs) I just had a really fun show. We got to watch that really fun show. (laughs) Yeah, it's so much fun. I mean, you look like you're having an amazing time up there. Is this like, what is this like for you to be up on stage with Weird Al? It's a thrill. I mean, it's, uh, I look at it like this is a once in a lifetime opportunity, you know, to uh, work so closely with a living legend and the real deal major performer. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's, uh, I've just never worked with anybody who's just so on point about everything. 
Now, were you a Weird Al fan before you started working with Weird Al? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, as a fan, you know, would you be listening to the songs and just really thinking, like, man, this would be so much better with uh, a full orchestra behind it? <laughs> no, no, okay, that, okay. That's, that's, that's not so how I was thinking about it. I, I was just, you know, enjoying myself. Enjoying, I mean, there's, uh, uh, there's so much joy in all in this music and comedy, and you know, it's. Uh, I, I mean, I'd get into specifics if you want to, but, you know, I'll, I'll leave it at that for the moment. That's what we're here for. Yeah. No. <laughs> we want to dig deep with Eric Ross. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I would love to know, you know, as a Weird Al fan, you know, when you find out, when you get the news, you are going to be conducting for Weird Al 50 shows. You know, how? what is your reaction? Did you faint? I would faint. <laughs> no, I, I've never fainted. Uh, I mean, in my life. Knock on uh, some wood, maybe. Let's... <laughs> yeah, I mean, thus far. Okay. Uh, so I didn't faint. I I just I just smiled really hard. You know, it was just like really exciting, happy news. Yeah. You know, it's uh, like I said. It, I look at it as a, a once in a lifetime opportunity. I mean, r- realistically. Is the guy going to do another tour this magnitude with an orchestra anytime soon? I mean, probably not. Probably right, not. Right. Have you worked uh, with any other artists on this type of thing? Oh, yeah, I have. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, not on this big a tour, or and certainly not on th- with this demanding a show. <laughs> right. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a seriously demanding show. I mean, demanding of the orchestra players and, uh, and me. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> Not to mention some other people on stage. <laughs> what it, so what is your, um, you know, what was your reaction when she saw the orchestrations? You know, did it did it seem overwhelming compared to some of the other stuff that you've done? Or, you know, how would you describe that process of, like, actually digging into it for the first time? Well, looking at the orchestrations themselves wasn't the part that was... Uh, where I felt the real challenge. It was more about, um, you know, getting a lot of the nuances and transitions. And I mean, this, this song is on click and we, and we got to be really, you know, quantized and right there and really sink into the groove. Then this song is not on click and we're definitely moving tempo, you know, (laughs) moving tempi, you know, I mean, like it's part of the song or like we're catching cues or, you know, all sorts of stuff like that. So I would say that um, more of the challenge is like the actual physical act, you know, the, 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 the physical performance and and rehearsing a different orchestra almost every day (laughs) yeah Yeah, i don't know if a lot of people realize it but it is a different orchestra every time you were up almost every time you're up on that stage it's true there's uh there are a few repeat orchestras right not very many right so i I, just interesting to know like what are the challenges with working with a different orchestra every single almost every single evening well um it's a different challenge every day, you know what I mean? The, the, because it's, you know, you're talking about, like, uh, I mean, for the 41-piece for the group versus, like, the 
uh, non-reduced uh, <laughs> or, orchestra. I mean, you're talking about 41 people, right? Sure. 41 different people than the 41 that you dealt with last night or the night after. I mean, let alone if you're dealing with 71. Right. Um, and, uh, and it's just, you know, there's, there's different skill levels. There's different preparedness levels. There's different musical abilities of all these people. You know, there's different cultures of different, like, towns and musicians there. I mean, there's, there's so many different things, you know. It's... Uh, it's just so complex, Dave and Ethan. I, I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't start to, you know, I could be here all night. I would love to know, you know, I, my understanding is that there is a rehearsal. You know, are you in touch with these orchestras before the day of the show? What is that process like? Yeah, yeah, we definitely are. <laughs> we, we're, we're in touch with, uh, we're in touch with um, every orchestra before the show um, and they have access to uh, the parts so that they can prepare um, because <laughs> that's uh, how you succeed so uh, so we're talking um, you know we're, we're in the at the Pittsburgh venue on July 7th you know when would that orchestra have gotten the pieces to start looking at it um, tonight I would say that they've had they've had stuff probably in, in the ballpark of a month Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And is it? I, and this is just the the collector in me. But is it a, a digital file they get, or do they sent books? How does that work? Yeah. Um. We're. I mean, it's it's not uh, plausible to be sending out physical copies, right? Like for <laughs> I would assume so. You know, <laughs> like sixty-seven. You know, different dates. <laughs> so, um, when it's a, a pickup orchestra, by which I mean like uh, it's a freelance orchestra that is hired in the city by a local contractor. Yeah. Um. Then it's uh, uh, they have access to PDF files. Um, when it's in uh, an, est- an established orchestra like the Nashville Symphony from a couple, you know, I, I don't, I'm losing track of time from <laughs> right. from from previous to tonight. Um, <laughs> uh, there, uh, you know, they have uh, regulations where they need to get the physical music oh, a certain oh, okay. amount of time in advance by their collective bargaining agreements and you know this and that so that's that's a slightly different situation so we have more than one set of music out there but typically you know uh, most most of the orchestras get pdf so the uh, physical ones do they keep it or they have to give it back yeah give it back (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) now you mentioned earlier about getting the cues from the from al and the band and stuff how long did it take you to get used to those cues and to, to kind of figure out what those cues were and well, you know it's, this is, it's funny you would ask you know, because <laughs> the reality is that um really pretty much very little time oh, it was wow, just like okay. a little bit of rehearsal and, really you know like you you know and here we go so did you basically i'm sure you probably at one point rehearsed with the entire band up on stage of course as well right yeah. so it was that like one or two days was that a week was that uh, um, think on the shorter end. On the shorter end? No, <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. And was that in L.A. where they are based, or was that, uh, you know, before the first show in It was Florida? before the first show in Florida. Okay, yeah. cool. We had the, uh, the pleasure to interview Scott O'Neill on a previous uh, episode. Um, and uh, we also uh, know that Scott wrote the orchestration for a lot of the things, as well as uh, Sean O'Loughlin. Right. So I want to know if you had... Uh, if you kind of had the opportunity to change anything in what they what they wrote, or you know, if you've kind of talked to them at all about what they wrote, yeah, I mean, uh, I I haven't had a lot of interaction with Sean uh, O'Loughlin, but right. um, with uh, Scott O'Neill because they're um, the more recent 
orchestrations. Um, we've 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 had some correspondence, and uh, you know we have changed a few things, um, mostly for like uh, you know just some like practical performance considerations, but not a lot of stuff. I mean, and uh, uh, and the reality is that most of the changes are not coming from me. You know what I mean? Okay. The, uh, the, that it's uh, it's uh, we'll call it a team decision. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Good. Um, so it's not like it's it's not me making a executive decision. <laughs> you know? Having said that, I in in any given rehearsal, I'm making plenty of executive decisions oh, sure. about the, about right. the music and how we're performing it. Of course, but, you know. But that's a little different than like changing their charts. Right. And another thing is that Al often improvises while he's up on stage. So yes. you have to really be on your toes when you're uh, when you're dealing with Al. So uh, what kind of process do you have in place to, for his improv and kind of stuff? Like in Yoda, for example. You yeah, know, that's that. a very good example. Um, I, uh, uh, yeah, um, last night, actually, in Cleveland. Right. Right, Yoda. Uh, I guess this is probably what you're thinking of. Is yes. That, uh, yep. Is that what is typically not an open section, uh, sing along in terms of the length. Right. Uh, the duration. I mean, uh, it was uh, went longer just because he was in the moment and <laughs> was enjoying like making this guy suffer. <laughs> yeah, so, so Al, you know, pointed the the microphone for a, a chorus, and a guy in the audience. Did apparently didn't know the lyrics, which are very easy lyrics. Yeah, I mean it's just one word, man. <laughs> you know, and if you didn't know it before tonight, like you really didn't get it from like the first like three choruses of the song, you know. But uh, yeah, so in a situation like that, I mean, I really don't sweat it. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the big thing is just like making sure that the orchestra. Um, when we do go forward with mm-hmm. the with the the piece, rather than like because right then we're we're holding essentially right. Okay. Um, um, is I'm I'm just trying you know I'm holding up my hand trying to get get everybody <laughs> you know to make sure they understand what's going on and then we you know and then I show them where we're mo- where we're moving on and really there's I mean let me put it this way if I if that kind of thing bothered me, like, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, right. let, let weird Al be weird Al, for goodness sake. You know? I mean, like, if that's a problem, then we have a problem. This is really cool. I don't know how many people know this, but your father is also doing uh, some conducting on this tour. That's so, right. So how cool is that? I mean, to me... To be able to work with my father would be like absolutely amazing, and I got to think it's the same for you. But how cool is that to like be able to work with your father? And how do you guys decide who's going to do conducting what evening and, and what? Well, we've been working together for a long time now, um, <laughs> and uh, uh, you know it's you know he's one of the uh, I mean besides our personal relationship, right? I mean he's a is a very important professional relationship to me, and what I typically tell people, and it's true. The more time I spend in show business and, you know, the more musicians I meet, the more respect I have for the guy. You know what I mean? And that's a good feeling. Yeah. But uh, as but to the topic of the question about um, what is that, you know, how do we decide who's doing the shows and stuff? I mean, we, we kind of knew from the beginning that I was going to do the bulk of them. Uh, I think uh, mostly because of the... 
I, you know, I don't remember how we decided that. I, I don't remember how we decided that exactly, but I, I do know that I wanted to. You know, I, 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 I know that I wanted to do as many as that I could. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I look, truth be told, a lot of the shows that he's doing are determined by what, uh, uh, when there aren't that many in a row. <laughs> you, know what I mean? right. you know what I mean? So uh, that's, that's a factor. You know. So so yeah, so it's 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 uh, based a lot on the tour schedule. Yeah, guess, right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And what is it like? I mean, based based doing this tour. I mean, you're like night after night. You're in a different city almost every night. Right. You know, what is it like traveling out on the road, being in a different city and a different? You know, just what's the tour life like? <laughs> well, um, I'm on the crew bus as opposed to the band bus. Right. There are two. <laughs> there are two buses. Sure. And uh, um, honestly. I feel like the whole production is a reflection of Al, and uh, I feel a lot of gratitude for the entire experience. I mean, like uh, the these the crew are beautiful people, you know. We're it's 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 you know they they take their sleep seriously. They they they, they, they take uh, uh, you know um, they they take. Uh, being in good humor seriously <laughs> you know it's uh it's it's it, the part that's grueling is the actual like i'm doing a, a really intense rehearsal and then a really intense show every day <laughs> right. the, i mean i i can sleep on the bus you know i can do i can do that kind of thing you know like, i mean when we're doing a border crossing tonight you know at like five in the morning or whatever we're doing like that that's when it starts to get a little grueling right you know but i i have to stress like i'm not out here the entire tour you know so like that i'm not the guy who's getting like the you know getting beat up like you know like the crew are you know i mean they're 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 doing they're doing the whole thing they're working day and night you know it's uh, yeah. they're 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 the guys who are you know like ma- making the thing possible yeah ethan and i have had a lot of interaction with the various members of weird Al's crew and, yeah. and they've always been spectacular people oh, and absolutely. al surrounds himself with it, which is absolutely <laughs> greatest people exactly it really does exactly it's and i mean the whole thing is a reflection of you know his vision and it's it's a it's a really good feeling <laughs> For the nights that you are not uh, conducting, do you ever get to sit back and watch the show? No, I'm not there if I'm not conducting. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, like, uh, you know, I'm, 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 you know, giving my kids a hug. Yeah, you know what I okay. mean. So, but uh, is uh, that more important than seeing a Weird Al show? No, no, no. I mean, I've, 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 I've uh, made a point of seeing some Weird Al shows. Okay, okay. But, okay. You know, but um, I'm, I'm seeing a few of them lately. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, I got to wonder, you know, watching you, you know, your back is to Al, of course. Yeah. Do you want to turn around and watch it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do. I mean, obviously, as he would say, you know, that's totally not feasible. But, you know, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know um, I, I haven't had an opportunity to, you know, like sit back and just like uh, for a rehearsal and, you know, and I've, I've, I've seen, I've seen like YouTube clips of the, you know, uh, the front view and stuff like I, yeah. I know what's going on. It's not like it's a mystery to me, you know, but, uh, yeah. And I don't have my back to him the entire time. Like I'm, I'm trying to catch a visual cue right. here and there, right. you know, sure. 
What the, well, so your back is to Al most of the time, but yeah. I'm thinking, you know, for Tacky, when, when he goes out and he's twerking in an old woman's face, yeah. that's kind of in your field of vision. Is that hard to concentrate? Uh, you mean like because it's on the screen? It's right, right in front of you, like, yeah. yeah. Is it hard to concentrate? I wouldn't put it that way. I would say more like it's, I would say more like I get to enjoy that. Right. <laughs> One of the benefits of... <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, I mean, truth be told, like, uh, I've, I've, I've got to be paying attention to what I'm doing, but, uh, you know, I can still see what's going on. From, from it's an, a big screen. Yeah. <laughs> from an audience perspective, you know, seeing you enjoying yourself up there and, you know, especially at some of the shows you can see members of the orchestra, you know, singing along or bopping along, you know, even on parts where they're not performing, it's it's an, it's an amazing um, addition for the audience. That's really cool. I mean, that's that's really great to hear. I uh, I'm getting a lot of joy out of this every night. As as are we. <laughs> <laughs> as are the fans. They definitely <laughs> so cool. I I'm curious a bit more about your background, uh, Eric. Is it is it safe to say that you got into this field because of your father? No. No, it's not safe to say that. In fact, he actively discouraged me. Really? Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, um, which I think was more his commentary on the uh, the professional uh, uh, prospects of the industry than it was about his assessment of me necessarily. But um, the you know we came to it's really funny we do um, some similar things now. But we've come to it from really different places. Like, he was a professional violinist when I was growing up. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, me, I come from, like, I was a percussionist and drum set player, singer, you know. I, uh, composer is really where I go. A lot of my training where I come from is, like, the writing, orchestrating, arranging. And through that, I started getting more conducting opportunities. And it turns out, like... I'm not as bad as some other people, so uh, so I got more opportunities and Amazing. Uh, you know like and and then I've done it at a certain point I had done it for long enough where I started to get a lot of joy out it out of it you know what I mean you, you turn a corner from like just you know just working as hard as you can to make the thing happen to working as hard as you can to make the thing happen and getting joy out of it, you know what I mean? Of course. I hope that I'm accurate in saying this, that maybe I'm speaking for a lot of uh, Weird Al fans who maybe are not people who frequent orchestras and symphonies and, and concerts of that sort. Um, I'm not really even sure, you know, what some of the things you're doing mean or, or how that uh, corresponds and translates to the orchestra. Would you mind giving us just a little, you know, layman's terms, um understanding of of the role of a conductor sure i mean the the biggest most important role of a conductor is to rehearse the orchestra you know what i mean like that's really the most important stuff and then uh in this situation it's like you know you get the one rehearsal the day of the show and you're uh you're basically trying to communicate as much rhythmic information as you can. I mean, also stylistic information, but mostly, you know, uh, um, because this is time field music, let's, you know, like the bulk of it. Um, you, mostly what I'm trying to communicate is rhythmic information, you know, with my uh, gestures and body language. You know what I mean? So uh, I will try to uh, 
you know, a lot of it is kind of like dancing in the sense that you're uh, you're trying to demonstrate. Well, dancing is not you're not trying to demonstrate <laughs> anything, but you know, well, that's not true. Depends but, on yeah, the dance. Yeah, it depends on the dance. But, YMCA, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, Macarena. Yeah, yeah. You know. you, you, yeah, your point is well taken. But uh, <laughs> the, uh, you know, it's I'm trying to demon uh, uh, embody. That's a better way to put okay. it. Like uh, di- uh, rhythmic subdivisions and divisions to you know make it so that we and and different entrances so that uh people can feel confident about their entrances and things like that i mean a lot of what i'm doing in the performance is providing the um the reinforcement in essence to let people like make their musical events happen with conviction (laughs) you you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so um the bulk of the work is rehearsal, and then the performance is a lot of physical work. Right. Yeah. The rehearsal is a lot of physical work and, you know, <laughs> like uh, mental, verbal, you know, time management, uh, amateur psychologist, you know, like all, all that good stuff. You know? Now, this might not be a fair question because, you know, every symphony you're working with on this tour are absolute professionals but if someone is is just is going off the rails or or or, you know not doing their part correctly is do you have a way to course correct you know do you point at them and you know like you know is there is there a is there a um a fail safe um when you're on stage it's a perfectly fair question and uh but let's be a little clear about what we mean by off the rails first of all you know like do, do, do we do we mean like somebody is like lost do we mean somebody is, you know, behind the rest of the band? You know, like, uh, I mean, these are the scenarios I think of about, like, off the rails. You know, like, playing the wrong stuff. The wrong, <laughs> you know, like, like, you're on the wrong tune. Right. You know, like, stuff like that. Yeah, and, and do I have a, do I have a, a failsafe? The failsafe is putting my finger across my throat and, 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 oh, making, really? and, and you know, and, like, get, and, get, and making, like, uh, hairy eyeballs. At them, you know, to, you know, until they uh, do what I'm telling them. Right. <laughs> you know, I, you know, the truth is that, like, if it comes to that, we're in big trouble. There, you know, the when uh, I mean, I don't mean in a in the existential way, um, but, uh, <laughs> but in the, you know, uh, you know, for for the for that musical moment, you yeah, know, like right. there's 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 trouble afoot. You know? But uh, fortunately. Usually the kind of course corrections that I have to make with musicians are not so dramatic. Okay. Yeah. But um, you're right. It does happen. <laughs> and, you know, like, it's, it, there's enough uh, uh, sample size, shall we say, <laughs> of, of, of performances here that, I mean, you have to expect some stuff. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to name any particular show, but I'll just say that... Um, what something that you're describing has happened and I did have to make that gesture. <laughs> it's the same gesture you made to us when we uh, waved you when you're on stage. <laughs> That's not true. He's joking. That's true. I am joking. <laughs> I'm interested a little bit more in the background of Eric Roth. You mentioned earlier that you had done some singing and you played some instruments. Can you let us know uh, what 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 kind of stuff you sing and what kind of uh, instruments that you play? Well, um, 
I, my main instrument was that when I was a younger person was a percussion and drum set. Um, and I played, I played like any style that you could, that I could get the job, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I like, you know, a lot of jazz. I played in like a hip hop act, you know, <laughs> like I played, you know, all sorts of stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, as far as the singing goes, I mean, I've, I've done a bunch of like, you know, uh, pop singing back, you know, when I was younger, like more of some choral singing, but um, more like uh, uh, solo singing and that sort of stuff. I've I the maybe the most prominent gig I ever had as a singer was that I actually did. I had the opportunity to perform with Meredith Monk once, and that was pretty. That was <laughs> that was pretty serious because that's some really major vocal music, you know. But, you know. Water under the bridge. <laughs> this is this is this is long ago. I mean, uh, the uh, the really the writing is where my heart is, yeah. and that and now it's conducting too. I mean, like now after there's been enough time, you know. Sure. Would you say uh, working with Al is the first time um, working from a conducting or music standpoint or singing standpoint for comedy music? Definitely not. <laughs> definitely not oh you gotta tell us <laughs> I mean I I, uh, I have some experience writing my own original music that I think intends to get some laughs okay. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, there's you know I've had some other experiences um, I used to uh, when I played some drums and some acts where it was you know supposed to be funny too. okay uh, any that we might know uh, probably not no, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're talking a while ago. Okay, you weren't like the drummer for Tenacious D or something. <laughs> no, that's a good okay. example. But no, and, uh, no, I haven't. I wasn't uh, sure. You looked a little bit like Dave Grohl, so I, I had to ask. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot confirm nor deny. <laughs> I, I have never uh, conducted in a, um, a comedy setting before this. How's that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You've answered the question many ways. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate all the answers. Yeah, and I and I'm curious now that you say that. Uh, I want to know how do you can conduct and and also uh, keep it funny for Al. You know, is, is that a? <laughs> I mean, I think the the big thing is for us to kind of hold it down and almost be the straight man. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the the idea is to. Uh, uh, make it pop you know like like make the music pop and uh sure. um and like and and then he can he can build the funny on top of that you know so i mean i kind of see us as a straight man as far as that goes yeah that makes sense that that does make sense yes <laughs> i would love to hear about um the the opening number that happens before the intermission before al takes the stage the orchestra only stuff yeah yeah right yeah, uh, what has been your experience with that? Are those uh, songs that you've performed with or, or familiar with? Um, familiar, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like they're they're pretty iconic pieces. Oh, oh yeah, of course. You know, um, and uh, uh, I had never had a chance to perform any of them as a conductor really? before, before this tour. Really, <laughs> but um, I, it's 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 a lot of fun. You know, it's really cool. I mean, especially. Uh, I get a lot of joy out of 
when the melody of Raiders happens, and I can just feel mm-hmm. the smiles. You know you what can I mean? Feel like, it wash over the people laugh when they hear it. Oh, and, and, and you that's know, for a very good reason. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's you know, it's it's such an unexpected but amazing and recognizable moment for everyone when each of the uh, songs happen. Yeah, but I I mean. Particularly with the UHF connection, you know, like uh, <laughs> right. is I I, I, I I feel that people like get that. Yeah, and it's, it's like this this joyous little moment, and I I, I, I hadn't considered that. Yeah. You know, the beginning of UHF is you know Indiana Jones, and the beginning of Strings Attached is Indiana Jones. So. <laughs> well, it's intentional. <laughs> So I have to ask you, this might be like, you know, picking your favorite child, but what is your favorite song to conduct on this tour? Do you have a favorite? A favorite song um, of of the Al stuff or the orchestra only stuff? I'd love to hear both. Oh, I'd love to hear both. I was, yeah, specifically right. asking for Al, but yeah, I would love to hear both. Okay, the the orchestra only stuff, I mean, my favorite moment in, in that whole set is the moment I just talked to you about. You <laughs> yeah. know, like, I just love that feeling, you know, like, I like we're sharing that joy and it's just like... <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, the uh, as far as like the whole piece, what's like most fun to conduct? I mean, the throne room and end title is like, <laughs> like that's you know I grew up with that and you sure. know it's like it's it's I always loved that you know yeah so iconic. Um, as far as like that, um, you know the show right the weird out the weird out the, the weird out show. Yes. <laughs> um, my favorite thing to conduct on that. Let me let me just think real quickly. Um, I don't favorite. It's hard, but the challenge, the yeah. challenge, and the uh, the rewards of Jackson Park Express are pretty 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 great. You know what I mean? It's like it's so exposed. It's so long. There's so there's so many uh, like. Um, different things that happen yeah and yeah. Uh, uh um and different parts of the orchestra you know like have to play different kinds of roles and things so i i find that that's 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 a a serious you know it's a it's it's a serious undertaking every night <laughs> yeah that's that seems to be uh one of the most popular songs that that i hear people saying that yeah. they really they you know i every time i hear that song i like it more and more there's just so much musically to that song that, yeah. that you like you can't hear it all on the first second or 30th listen you know it's just it's it's so beautiful that music and oh. it's almost as if he wrote it in mind i'm going to one day perform this song with an orchestra well i i i understand what you mean a, lo- a lot of the orchestration is a reflection of the stuff that al did on the original i mean right. it's yeah. like it's you know, it's it's Al's music. <laughs> I think there's Dave. There's really only three words to describe Jackson Park Express. If you want to say it with me, pretty, pretty stinking, stinking majestic. majestic. <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, you know, it's it's so fun to like uh, rehearse the orchestra and uh, uh, when you're rehearsing Jackson Park Express and they and there it opens up and like they're they're resting for a, a few bars and Al is. You know, saying some lyrics that just like make them die laughing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and it's, it's it's that's fun for the rehearsal. <laughs> that's got to be hard to to perform. You know, maybe some of these people are not as familiar with Al's music, and they're hearing these hilarious lyrics for the first time, and they got to be professional, and they got to keep playing the instrument, and they got to stay in time. That's right. Well, you know, fortunately, they hear them for the first time in rehearsal. Yeah. If that's you know, if that's like that, but I mean. 
you know, honestly, obviously they mean a lot more when you do it live, you know. <laughs> right. But, yeah, no, I, I look, as far as, you know, wind players, you know, they might have a little more of an issue, but everybody, everybody, everybody else should be able to handle it. You know? I was thinking, um, because of your, your vocal experience, Eric, maybe the three of us could acapella sing uh, a verse or something from a, from a Weird Al song. Oh, wait. Really? Yeah, I think it'd be fun. What do you have in mind? I mean, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable with any, any of the songs on this show. You know, maybe we could do Yoda just to help anyone who gets, you know, caught in, in the audience. Or oh, God, I, I, I love so much. We can totally do Yoda. When I, uh, I love so much when he picks one person. All right, just this guy. All right. <laughs> and we've seen him uh, pick, like, uh, he'll bring out a celebrity. We saw him bring out Lin-Manuel, Miranda, yeah, do right. that part, and right Tom Lennon. It's, it's, it's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, should we do Yoda? What do you... Sure. Ready when you are. Do we want to do the whole song? Do we, what do I, we want to do? Whatever you want. <laughs> what do you want to do? Well, I, it was your idea, man. Yeah, I don't know. I, just, <laughs> I didn't know if you guys. Did. I, 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 I sang Yoda two times today. Okay. <laughs> right. you know? That's true. <laughs> you know, and actually, it's true. I do end up. That's one of the. In the rehearsal, we use um, a lot of. Uh, we use audio from a previous show. For many of the uh, uh, as as audio reference, right? So, uh, so that the orchestra can hear, you know, what's happening with the songs, you know, and uh, um, you know, get get the sense of certain things. But um, for Yoda, I actually don't use the track because we're you know we're not on click or anything anyway, and I end up singing it in rehearsal. Really? <laughs> yes, to give context for the you know to give. To give context for the, uh, uh, wow. the musicians, so yeah, that's that's <laughs> well, how I've taken to do that as a time management strategy. I think yeah. we picked the right song then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so how should we do this? Two, three, four. I, I met, met him, him in a swamp down in Dagobah, where it bubbles all the time like a giant carbonated soda. S O D A soda. I saw, I saw the little runt sitting there on a log. I asked him his name, and in a raspy voice, he said, Yoda. Y-O-D-A, Yoda. Yo, 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 Yoda. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was amazing. <laughs> that was so much fun. <laughs> okay, well, now I, just you. Yeah, just, <laughs> just this guy. Just this guy. <laughs> You know what my favorite is when it's just this guy and he can't sing at all. Right. <laughs> you know? He's just like, Yoda. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's even better than like yeah. one guy, you know, one single person. Is, you know, the one single person who can't sing. You know? <laughs> the guy who's giving it his all. <laughs> it's not enough. Yeah. So what find you know where where can we find you online you know or do you have a, a Twitter page you have a, a a fan page can we join a newsletter what mm. what is the best way to find you online Oh <laughs> uh, well you know you can you can go to awrmusic.com for uh, stuff like that but I mean you can uh, basically I'm not I'm not trying to put myself out there I'm try, I'm out there with the different productions that I'm with you right. know what I mean so I mean for example I'm a, a music director of a new world intimate music from Final Fantasy 
It's this chamber music uh, cool. uh, <laughs> project where, where it's an official production of, uh, well, uh, partnership with Square Enix. The, the game that developer. is really cool. And wow. uh, is we, that going on tour? Oh yeah, we've been performing for years. That is <laughs> so fun. Uh, and and uh, you know, like nothing this summer, for uh, right. obvious, <laughs> obvious scheduling reasons. Um, but uh, yeah, in the in the fall, stuff starts up again. You can check that out at ffnewworld.com if you want to. Um, I feel like there's going to be a lot of crossover between Weird Al fans and Final Fantasy fans. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. It's like it's not the worst fit. That is really cool. Well, we'll definitely check that out. And uh, Eric, this was such a such a blast uh, to get to talk to you and get to know you and uh, hear about your experience on the tour. Oh, thanks so much. It's my pleasure, and I had a good time, too. Extra special thanks to Eric Roth. So much fun. That was a blast talking to him, hanging out backstage, singing Yoda, talking about the tour. He's such a great guy. Yeah, Eric gave us a copy of the Final Fantasy Music CD, and I listened to it on the way home from Pittsburgh. Now, Ethan, I'm not a video game guy, but this music is so pretty. I mean, I put that album in my regular rotation in my car, and I still listen to it all this time later on my longer drives. And if you want to check out that Final Fantasy album or any of the projects Eric and his father Arnie have worked on, you can check out their official website, awrmusic.com. And if you're a Final Fantasy fan... You can check out the tour dates of A New World Intimate Music from Final Fantasy on ffnewworld.com. Check out our bonus centimeter episodes to get and hear our concert reviews and fan reactions and, of course, a new full episode every Wednesday. Yes, and you can check us out on all of the main social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're at 2000inch. Our website's 2000inch.com. And we even have a Facebook group where you can discuss episodes. We do polls about, you know, sometimes the polls get pretty silly, uh, but you can go and join on the conversation. And of course, anywhere you post about the podcast, use hashtag 2000 inch. Yes. 2000 inch. Help us find your posts a lot better. And don't forget, you can always call us at 347 Spatula. That's 347-772-8852 and leave us a message anytime, day, night, We love hearing from our listeners, and we might even play your message on the air. And we want to thank all of our listeners, especially those who subscribe, and especially those who are listening right now. Yes, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. It means a lot to us. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere you can stream podcasts. And we have so many great guests coming up over the next couple weeks. I mean, every guest we have is amazing, but we've got some extra special ones coming up that I can't wait for everyone to hear. So subscribe, and you can listen the second they get released. That was Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al Podcast, episode 18-inch. I'm so sad, Ethan. I don't sound sad there.